Oh no, you didn't. Oh, the F. You know my jams. This is gonna be ugly. People aren't ready for this. Mother told me, yes, she told me I'd meet girls like you. We really shouldn't do this. She also told me, stay away. You'll never know what you'll catch. Oh, just the other day I heard a soldier's falling out. Some Indonesian junk that's going We can't keep doing this. I mean, I know we're celebrating. You know I love that song, but uh, Liev, I don't know why you did that. That's I don't even know why, what made you think that that was going to be okay. That's, a, that's a really a terrible thing that you did to all the black casters. And I have to apologize to all of you. Before we married, Mommy served in the wax in the Philippines. Now I had heard the wax recruited me always for the war. Sorry, no, no, really, we can't. We cannot do this anymore. This is terrible. We're probably dangerously close to having to pay royalties on the songs. People are turning off the black cast. They're unsubscribing. Yes, they Sing on the wind. Surrender. Surrender. But don't give yourself away. Out. I'm, I'm losing. I'm losing oxygen in here. Coltrane and, and Agent Starling. They're they're looking at me like deers in headlights. I'm sorry. Let me apologize to all of you. This is not how we should celebrate. I get carried away. But you know what? It's a very festive occasion here. It's Blackcast 50. What? 50 ways to leave your Blackcast. But don't worry. Nobody's leaving except Leah, who's getting fired at the end of the podcast. Nobody's leaving. So we're all still here. Just a little play. On a song that I thought we might have started with, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, but it didn't happen. It's cool. I'm your host of the Blattcast, Christian Blatt, on Twitter at ChristianDMZ. Joined, as always, by Agent Starling, Will Sterling himself, <laughs> at Will Sterling underscore, and, of course, Coltrane, hashtag Coltrane not on Twitter. Damn right. And Liev. At David underscore Bujensky. Fifty Shades of Blatt. <laughs> it's not a bad one either. Thank you. That, that actually wasn't too bad. You know, I uh, had something brought to my attention before we dive into the festivities. Something very important brought to my attention by young agent Starling. Mm-hmm. In a recent Black cast, Liev, you were uh, bragging about how many Twitter followers you had. Yeah, making right. fun of me for the ones I didn't have. And, uh, I have Will- 3,294. And, and, and Will, how many Twitter followers do you legitimately have, roughly? Three, a- 305. 305, you cracked it. You cracked Shot that broke nut. through. And how many? I have 100 times more than and, Will. And how many does at David underscore Pajinski have? When he told me, yeah. he said he was close to 500. He did. 3, and that's 000. not such a preposterous number. That's, that's so a, yeah. I, and he seemed very serious why I should believe him. I, I don't, don't know. know why. Yeah. But it sounded real. And what did you find? <laughs> uh, 
67. 67 <laughs> followers. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have 69 followers. If you had 69 <laughs> followers and you refused to let anybody else follow you, I, I would completely understand because you think that was hysterical. 50 Shades of Blatt. <laughs> that was still good. Look, that's two good ideas you've had in the last 24 hours. I'm actually going to commend our friend Liev because it's he, not that big. He changed his Facebook profile look, last I, night mm-hmm. to Storm Track 2014. Because so good. <laughs> I saw it and like, I thought too, and I was like, "Who the heck is yeah, that?" I'm like, "How am I getting all this this garbage information?" <laughs> and then I and then I noticed that Stormtrack 2014 would always like its own 2014 post. <laughs> Los Angeles Stormtrack. Yeah, right, exactly. Why? Where did that? Come so from? I love. Well, no, because it's true. There was a lot of concern that it rained last night, and look, our listeners around the country and around the world and around the cosmos. That's right. I believe the Guardians of the Galaxy listen to this. Yep. Everybody listens. But anyway, they probably think it's ridiculous the way people react here when it rains. Mm-hmm. But we think it's ridiculous. I think uh, it's ridiculous. It, yeah. It's ridiculous. But hey, it's a big deal because nobody can drive in the rain here. Yeah. I had a friend who grew up in San Diego. He get he said he'd get so mad when people said nobody can drive here. I'm like, hey, nobody can drive in the rain. So you, don't, you can get mad about it if you want. It's just a fact. Yep. Right. You know? So they, back to me I'll, being funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, you do you get good response to that, David? I got four thousand three hundred and ninety-eight likes. So two, two likes, two likes. It was really funny though. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to rain again tonight. I know the the storm so, track's still going. Tomorrow, on. Is, We're is, in the eye of the storm right is now. Is the storm center still open? Uh, of course. Okay. Yes. Well, no, this I don't know. Two, this yeah. is a two storms storm track. They might have to close it down. I don't know. Did you guys watch any of the news coverage last night? I saw a few minutes no. of it. There was a guy standing out in the rain, and my wife, the first, you know, whenever she sees these these shots, she says, "Well, why isn't he inside?" Yeah. You know, why do why you, you just shoot like, the window? It's like if you're in the snow, it's visually pleasing, I guess, to somebody. Yeah. When you're standing out in the rain, it's like, okay, well, we've all been rained Idiot, on. Idiot, go inside. Go inside. It's not, it's not that impressive. Yeah, there's I, a you flood. Know what? I, think it, I actually think it's very funny when they're standing out oh, there. Oh, it's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. I like just, it. That, that's like, it's just one of those things that, like you guys are saying, it's so stupid. But they're, they've got to be standing out there in the way, <laughs> and they've got their hood on and yeah. like covering their face. They and always, even and then they have on. their fingers to their ear, <laughs> yeah. and they're always yelling because they have to yell to be. They're like, like, I don't know, yeah. Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, it, <laughs> it's it's windy here. Seriously, uh, don't we way, see the sun behind you? Yeah, but it's really windy. The What's way that? they were reporting on this storm, yes. it, like remind. I thought I was in Florida for a second, in the middle of a hurricane. That's how they were reporting on this storm. So I was like, okay, yeah. hurricane party. It's time to start drinking because that's what we do. Because there's going to be no work the next day so i started drinking and the first reporter comes on he's outside and they go to him and he's like it was literally raining five minutes yeah. ago literally look at the street look and they brought the camera down and the ground was wet oh yeah there God. was it was down <laughs> no i'm sure and then they, they pan to- over to a hobo who's like got his wiener out on yeah. his peed right there they had the helicopter flying all throughout southern california looking yeah. for storms just so just the, see if they could just find to it see if they could find uh, rain uh, like, look at the rain now, hitting the camera leah you live out near the beach so the important question is how many sandbags do you have at this point? Uh, well, I have none. I don't know oh. if you wanted a joke there. I did, but that's all right. I have a tea bag. See, that's where I was going to go with that. <laughs> See, look at that. Uh, how Coltrane many, knew where you were going. And I, it's ready to block some. I don't know. Yeah, well, you got nothing there. 50 Any, Shades of Grey. Anyone who's Black. looking for uh, full team coverage of what is it again? Los Angeles 2014 Storm- Los Angeles Stormwatch. Uh, oh, I got yeah. it. Get your tea bags ready because this storm might be swallowing you whole. Zing! Whew. Took me a second. Very rarely do took we me have- a second. This no, is I the like first it. segment. Like yeah. This is our 50th podcast, and that's the first segment in 50, 50 Shades of Black. <laughs> <laughs> 
where uh, <laughs> Liev might have been more clever than you, Will. No, that's not possible. That, well, in the last get your tea months. bags ready because this storm's about to blow. I was no, going to say this storm's no. about to drop. Yeah, that's good. See, because mm. that actually you works can even say levels. the storm's about to come. Yeah, there you go. You know, there's a lot. Look, there's a lot you can do with this storm. Get anyway. your tea bags ready because you're going to give me head. Get your tea bags ready. We're going to be balls steep. In a storm. You moron. Fifty Shades of Blatt. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Blatt. Apparently that's the official title of our, our big 50th extravaganza. And look, that's very exciting. Stop it. Stop it with the Indiana whip. Indiana Jones. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. I hate snakes. Fifty. Fifty. Is that crazy? We were talking about it, and I'm like, you know, some people would think that that means maybe 50 hours of podcast. Well, that, that's ridiculous. It's at least 80 hours. There's probably even 90. Yeah, I was going to say, probably closer. It's not probably closer. closer to 90, but uh, I'm not going to take the time to add them up. Hey, but we got to give the people what they want. Yeah. More yeah. blackcasts. More blackcasts. That's why there have been 50 of them. We, that means that, you know, we've probably taken off like eight weeks. Yeah. Because we did, it, we did start more than a year ago. Yeah. It was like right before your birthday last year. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Hey, look, we're at 50 now, and that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, what What are the important things you have to do when you have a big silver anniversary program like this? First and foremost, I'm going to have to thank everyone who's been a part of the Black Cast over the past year. You're people welcome. People who call in. I'll get to you guys. People who call in, people who tweet, people who send in emails, people who record production pieces for us. We appreciate all that. And, of course, everyone who listens. Where would we be if nobody listened? We wouldn't care. We'd still do it. We so, but, yeah, we really exactly. appre- but we totally appreciate it. I mean, we really appreciate people listening. Yeah. Thanks, but, Heather. But we'd be fine without it. Yeah. It's icing on the cake. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks. Yeah, thanks, not Nicole. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> thank you, not wife. Yeah, see, that's, oh, why, that's why I didn't even throw that out there. No, because I know thank Heather listens. Nicole's not hearing say. this right now. No, no, Heather listens, no thank why. you, Mrs. Yay, Mrs. Starling. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, I do have to uh, thank the guys here for uh, – Giving up what probably amounts to more than the 80, 90 hours of unpaid radio time. But, you know, thanks to them, but really. Under the pay rate when you listed this and yeah. I, I applied to it online? Yes. Because you didn't ask me personally. I had to go through a whole you process. You did have to go. Yeah, you had to be vetted. It said, it said pay rate, great exposure. Yeah, it's great exposure. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how many short films you haven't gotten paid for since exactly. the Blackcast. Exactly. Exactly. So, thanks to all of you guys. But most of all, thanks to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> See, if you do it in the Lovitz voice, you don't sound like that much of a dick. You're just like, oh, that's all right. But uh, we want to know what the Black Cast was meant to all of you out there. So you can uh, tweet us at BlackCast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T, or email us, BlackCast at gmail.com. But we've had some friends of the Black Cast uh, chime in. We've had uh, – we solicited very privately, and that's why there's only a few of them – Privately asked a few people if they would be so kind as to uh, send us an audio greeting. And we're going to go with the first one. Uh, someone I'm not familiar with. I don't believe that they've ever been on the Blackcast, but they must be a listener. So let's give a listen to Bert in Berlin, New Jersey. Hello. This is Bert from Berlin, New Jersey, calling to leave a voice communication for the Blackcast. Well done, fellow raconteurs. I myself am a radio personality in the southern New Jersey area, and so I know the challenge of presenting an engaging and fanciful hour across the ether. May I suggest some seeds of inspiration for future episodes? I would find great amusement in hearing a drunken challenge of division and subtraction problems. Perhaps an intentionally humorous rhyming game of historical names, (laughs) e.g., Lincoln, Stinkin. <laughs> I, th- 
think you get the picture. <laughs> well, listen, don't burn out on brilliance, my friends. Oh, In the words true. of the great Chancellor right. Goron, Mudka. <laughs> this has been Bert from Berlin, New Jersey. What I love about Bert from Berlin, New Jersey <laughs> is just how much... He sounds like you think I would say Gene in Philly. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. The guy from West Virginia? No, he sounds like Swedish Mr. Chef. Sulu. Oh, <laughs> what a great Mr. Sulu that was. Thank you, George. I was wondering, okay. is that how people in Berlin, New Jersey talk? Do they have that Sulu accent? No, they have that really annoying, uh, annoying, that really annoying South Jersey, Delaware accent where they say words like home. Uh, just, you ha- it's like the word home <laughs> has like eight hey. A's in the middle of it. Home. <laughs> well, we appreciate like that, Bert slash Gene slash George Takei. We always appreciate hearing from that. Uh, another uh, another great friend of the Black Cats, been on a number of times. We have uh, cut three from Rafe Gutman. Let's hear Rafe Gutman. What does he have to say to us? This is DMZ member Rafe Gutman calling in to congratulate you guys on Blackcast 50. I want to thank each and every one of you for bringing it every single week. Coltrane, you need to get to Columbus so we can go to a Blue Jackets-Bruins game together. Sweet. Leah, done. Ever since I went to the 2007 Ohio State-Florida championship game, I have hated Tim Tebow. <laughs> but your devotion to him has actually made me kind of warm up to him. <laughs> Well, that and Urban Meyer's now coaching the Buckeyes. <laughs> Agent Starling, over these last 50 episodes, I've watched you go from a newbie bandwagon Doctor Who viewer to blossom Ooh. into pretty decent newbie and on your own. Oh, that's a nice compliment. And Christian. Oh, me. Dear Christian, I want to thank you most of all for inviting me on the show and letting me nerd talk with you, inspiring me to go out into the podcasting world and develop a nerdly show all my own. Podcast of the Apes, the Planet of the Apes fan podcast, <laughs> available now on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and all leading podcasting apps. So again, congratulations, guys, on 50 podcasts, and uh, can't wait to listen and occasionally participate in the next 50. I love the fact that he worked a plug in like there. I was actually com. going to give a plug to Podcast of the Apes. I actually have only seen <laughs> the one original Planet of the Apes and then the James Franco one more recently. Oh. And I'm I'm going to I've decided I'm going to watch all these Planet of the Ape movies. Uh-huh. And after each one, I'm going to listen to Rafe's you, podcast. You're going to start with the, yeah, the yeah, most I'm, important one, though, right? Oh, the one with the one with, uh, the one Mark, with Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. really the only one. Uh, that... You know. It's weird because I had asked Mark Wahlberg to record a greeting, a congratulations on 50 Blackcasts, and I didn't get one, and I don't know why he didn't leave a message. What? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear anything from him. Well, it's because he's always in the studio. I mean, it, you could call him at any time. He's always I, hanging around. Somewhere. I mean, does he want to say anything to us? If, I get Can it. you find him? I think he's around here. So, let, let's, let's listen to another one. I'll go All right. We'll see if up. you can go, okay. go, uh, uh, you know, go wrangle him. Uh, we will listen to another one. Big friend of the Black Cast. Rob Lorich, uh, he's a cut number four. It was very kind of him to uh, take some time out of his not particularly busy schedule and leave us a minute and 38 second message. <laughs> so let's hear what Rob Lorich has to say. Friend of the Blackcast. Congratulations on the 50th anniversary of the Blackcast. 50 years. Amazing. Uh, it seems like only yesterday that you started this little show, and I feel honored to have been witness to its beginnings. Um, the show's really grown, and you've grown too, Christian. I remember sitting in at a production meeting back in late 68, I believe, when Coltrane wanted to book Sidney Poitier, <laughs> and you got so angry. I, I remember you stood up and just screamed in front of everybody, over my dead body will a Negro ever be on my podcast? <laughs> and you marched through the entire building, going from office to office, until you found a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. so you could spit on it. Remember that? 
Uh, and it was kind of crazy, no, but you grew out that. of that, Christian, and I give you credit for that. <laughs> and then later, when you started to hire women around the mid-70s, yeah. uh, but you would only refer tough. to them as slave. Remember that phase? No names. You never called them by name. It was just slave this and slave that. Slave Ricard. And you'd make them crawl on all fours and carry memos around in their teeth. And you wouldn't let them use their hands because you'd say, dogs don't have hands. I remember that specifically. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I my wife. the hands rule once a day when you'd ask, which lucky slave wants to milk the cobra? <laughs> which was, and then a, a girl would cry. <laughs> anyway, that was, none of us agreed with any of that business. No, but you know no, what? It was a dark time. You grew out of that too. Thank you. And the show grew, and a few years later, you met an angel from heaven, the love of your life, your wife, Hetheron, and eventually you two had your son, Will, and here we are today. So congrats on 50 years of quality entertainment. Oh, that was great. Nice you know, work, I, Dad. I love, yeah, please, no yeah. problem. Sorry. Mathematically, I'm thinking, by the way, I could actually be your father, Will. I, I would have had to have been be a really young father. I would have had to really been P I M P I N at yeah. the age of twelve. Yeah. But you know, if I'd had you know one of those really it's hot happened, babysitters, I'm sure. yeah. I mean, it, it totally happens. If you know Deborah Lefave had been my teacher oh, or Mary Kay yeah. Latourneau, sure, you you could totally be the son <laughs> of me and a teacher. But uh, not so lucky, are we? But anyway, you know, I really appreciate Rob leaving that message. What I appreciate most of all is that he used the word Negro. <laughs> Not where I thought that was going. Yep. <laughs> really appreciated that. Why? But... Liev didn't leave the message. <laughs> That's <laughs> also true. You know, I as I mentioned, I tried to solicit the friends of the Black Cast and the Dennis Miller Show to leave us a message. And, well, there's a couple people who I asked that were unsuccessful in, in doing that. Let's go to one of them right now. Mark from New Hampshire. Mark from New Hampshire, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to call into the Blackcast 50th anniversary celebration. Well, Christian, it's uh, first of all, happy anniversary. Thank you. I mean, 50 podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, I'm wondering if you're going to get one of those Walter Cronkite awards. Uh, the the Ronan Farrow Memorial. Right, yeah, right. I if will. You, I, I hope if, to get one of those. If I find out that you came in second because of him, I'm going to be very upset. And yeah. I've, got some, I've got some friends in law enforcement that are going to just maybe make a few calls. Well, I, I appreciate that. Well, anyway, I mean, not since, you know, when I watch comic book men do I see such a great <laughs> show wow. put together with a hipper bunch of, of people. You... I'm looking at the last uh, show, The Prom Night, number 49. This is the one before 50. Yeah, sure. Right. And I'm looking at the picture right now, and I love what you've done with that blonde hair. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, the full lips, Christian. I mean, you. I, I, I didn't know you were going to have the surgery, but I congratulate you on on stepping out. You look just like Sarah. Yes. And I, yeah, and I, 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 I I'm speechless. I, I promised I wouldn't cry. No. Well, I hope you do because you know. No. And, and now I, I uh, wasn't able to record a message. So, uh, but you will be receiving a package in the mail uh, uh -oh. at the Culver City. Uh, cluster as they call it <laughs> yes they do yes and uh it's going to be a bunch of little uh cubic zirconia t tiaras and oh, beautiful one for each one of you that so on maybe broadcast 60 yeah. you can wear these but uh, there's not enough <laughs> for everybody i didn't include one for coltrane because he's way too cool to wear a tiara damn right uh, that's really yeah. smart actually right. and it doesn't go with those pearls yeah they they don't <laughs> clash okay 
okay? Well, um, you know, Coltrane's been known to pearl necklace every once in a while, but that oh, has nothing to do with this. Oh! oh. You know, uh, Mark, I, I want you to uh, stay on the line for a moment because there's one other person that I asked to uh, leave a message and was unsuccessful in leaving a message for us, so he's been uh, wrangled into uh, coming on now. And that's Carl from New Hampshire, so that tells me that guys in New Hampshire have no idea how to leave voicemails. Hey, Carl, how are you? Say, say hi to Officer Mark. Well, first of all, I don't know why Mark always has to reference his law enforcement career. <laughs> uh, he was a cop in a town that's so small, they don't even have an exit for it. Just a <laughs> we only had one car. We had to transfer between four guys. You know, Mark, I think if I remember well, the last big case that you cracked was the missing apple pie on Aunt B's windowsill. <laughs> hey, that guy got 30 to life. <laughs> <laughs> believe that was Jack Nicholson in the jail who stole Ampy's pie. As well, he should have. Now, let's get a, a couple things straight there, Christian. Please, Carl. I left the voicemail immediately after that uh, rather uh, tepid email exchange that you and I had a couple uh, days you ago. You mean the, the one where I said, if you ever want to sit in studio with Dennis again, you better leave me a fucking voicemail? Yeah, that one, yeah. which explains why not, not just one, but I left eight voicemails, <laughs> which mysteriously disappeared. I blame Starling for that. It could have been me. He's trying to sabotage you because, you know, he's a comedian as well, and he does not enjoy your success. He would actually like to play at Lots of Laughs and Andover Mass in one of the upcoming weekends. Yes, everybody wants to be the house comic at Lots of Laughs and Andover. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Officer Mark would love to, uh, you know. Why don't you uh, go check out Carl Perform sometime, Mark? I like the idea hey, that we set up a play date I, for I you guys. all the time. I am the chief operating officer of the Zontourage. Come on. Oh, that's yeah. right, the oh. Zontourage. But, uh, but, Mark, do you have a Carl from NH.com t-shirt? Uh, no, I don't. I, I usually steal uh, T-shirts from my pal Howie Carr when I'm when I'm. Uh, oh, oh, you just man. name dropped Zing. a bigger yeah, yeah. personality. My friend Bobby De Niro says. Oh, oh, did I mention that out loud? I'm... That's a... <laughs> uh, Carr. You know what it is? Mark always leaves through the rear entrance whenever I set up my merch table after <laughs> I do a set. <laughs> is there is there nothing sadder than the merch table operated by whether it's a, a comic? Or uh, it's worse when it's a band because then, like, all four members of the band are each taking turns selling T-shirts for the band they opened that's, for. That's how I met <laughs> the lead singer of my favorite band. It's Fluffy and Carl's only roadie because I walk in and out as I, as I transport all of his gear in and out. I have to put a different <laughs> shirt on each time. <laughs> Mark is in charge of my prop case. Uh, <laughs> if we can get back to the celebratory cause at hand. Yes, please. The cause celebrate. I was honored that you asked me to be part of the 50th broadcast, and I think I've done three or four at least uh, live yes. from New York. And like everybody with the broadcast, I remember, you know, just like when Kennedy was assassinated <laughs> and the Ballinger blew up and yes. the day that the Anthony Weiner story broke, everybody remembers where they were and what they were doing the, on the day of the 50th broadcast. And I just want to know, did you get re-signed for 50 more? Uh, yeah, I um, don't know how many more after that, but uh, let's say we got 50 more in us. And, you know, my hope is that we get to 100, and then maybe, just maybe, I might be able to trick Dennis into appearing on it. Ooh. But, uh, you know, 50 isn't enough, so I'm sure there's uh, there's there's no well, way I could. Let me just tell you, 
that. That call to the show today with TikTok did not even get a pulse rate change out of Dennis. And then you accused me on the heels of that of not answering your plea for a celebratory call. Uh, I just felt terrible. But assuming you do pick up TikTok for a black cast thing. Yes, and we probably won't. But yes, if we did, sure. Well, if we did, I, I, I want you to know up front, I want 50%. Oh, easily. Yeah, that's fine. You you know, you can have you know what? I'm gonna give you seventy five percent of what we make off TikTok. Hey, hey, at what point does the big syndication money kick in? Is it a hundred episodes? Yeah, we gotta get to a hundred black casts and you know, they're gonna be edited for content and we're probably going to have to replace Liev with an old Mexican woman because these are the demographics. It's just a bunch of guys sitting around talking. So Carliev though. Oh, yeah. I speak yeah. Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I uh, the, the beauty of the voice that you're doing now, Will, is that you weren't even here during the age of Trini, and you just nailed Trini better than <laughs> Sal ever did. I've heard him do it, but yeah, I wasn't here. Yeah. No, no, no. We've, we've all heard Trini. Uh, I came so close to sleeping with Sal before I found Wait, sorry, hang on. You guys are are talking at the same time. Uh, Mark, you go first, and then we'll let let Carl talk. Well, I just want to protect Carl's interest. Uh, If he's going to be getting the big money from the show, Carl, don't sign anything from Christian until you've got it locked down with your attorney. That's a good idea. You know, I mean, because you deserve the money, and uh, I got to, you know, these people in California, you know how it goes. <laughs> Where were you the day he had me sign his left ass cheek? I was, I was signing his right ass cheek. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, what were you going to say about all, uh, coming close to sleeping with Sal? Were you, was, did, was this a casting couch situation, Carl? Well, yeah, well, if you remember, I was so obsessed with, uh, with Trini yes. and uh, hot on the trail, and I found out just in time that it was, I was just beginning to disrobe, and I found out that, that Trini was actually Sal. Yeah, well, believe me, we were all very disappointed to find out that Trini was actually Sal. Well, I I appreciate both of you guys calling in, even though you did not do it of your own volition, even though, Carl, you've actually called in multiple times for the same purpose. Follow fucking Lawrence. What do you expect? (laughs) I wanted wanted to talk about that, too. We're always behind Lawrence, always behind. We've got tough acts to follow, and uh, my stuff's crappy enough as it is. No, no, no. (laughs) See, that's the thing is, you, you know, you guys are. The main event, Lorich is just the warm up, and look, that was that was Lorich's, you know, that was that was his cocktail hour. Yeah, he he may have say, he may yeah. have left us some other messages that we'll play in a little bit that are not actually, you know, from Rob. But Rob has some famous friends that he can sometimes get to call in and stuff. So you know that that's all right. You guys, you guys have no problem. I I would never put you on after Gene Simmons. You know, I know better than that. The family jewels. And by the way, Mark, your stuff will never be crappy enough. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I appreciate the Granite State weighing in on our 50th. I hope that uh, that you guys are the Granite State, right? I didn't just yes, make we that are up. The Granite All right. State. And actually, yeah, that's what be, they uh, call it, Christian. Te- yeah. Well, live free or die, both of you. All right. I, I insist on that. Go Congratulations on the 50, buddy. Thank you, Carl. And what, what did you Here. say, Mark, before I let you go? Then we're going to go tap some maple trees now, get the sap running. <laughs> well, that's what we've been doing for 50 podcasts, keeping the sap running. Oh! Anyway, Adios. thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate it. Well, that was nice of those guys, even though I made them do it. You know, I, I really insisted. I was like, well, what are you doing at 3 o'clock your time? 
And Carl's like, well, you know, I'm going to nah, – it doesn't matter. you got to call in. He's like, all right, all right, I'll do it. So besides, anyway, that was nice. I, I don't know why they were so upset about the whole Rob Lorsch thing. He got yeah. that totally wrong. We don't call women slaves. We call them broads and skirts. Yeah. Just for the record. That's true. You know. Yeah. Slaves, please. I, I've, never met a, I've never met a classier dame than my wife. Exactly. You know. Just saying. Yeah. She's she's one of my favorite skirts. <laughs> well, we had uh, – so the, you know, we've had some big names weigh in already. Well, now I have an actual 100% USDA local celebrity in Washington, D.C. Larry O'Connor. What? Larry O'Connor checked in. Uh, he, I believe, is cut number two. Well, well, well. Christian Black, the 50th Black cast, <laughs> the golden anniversary, the big 5 the fi- 50th, the – I got nothing else on that. Let me move on. <laughs> Christian, congratulations. So excited for you. This is Larry O'Connor live from your nation's capital in Washington, D.C., <laughs> telling you that this is truly – a momentous occasion. I wish I could be there to enjoy it. I miss hanging out in the Colbert City Studios with you and uh, and Coltrane and Liev and the whole team there. I miss going Ooh, to baseball games with you. But I got to say, now when I guest host Cold and I get to team. pretend like I'm with you, even though I'm in a completely different location, right. it makes me feel even more like I'm pretending to be Dennis Miller. So <laughs> it, it, it makes it great. That's true. I, I miss you. I miss being on the air with you. I know that when you ask me to guest host, it's really just an excuse for you to be able to hog the mic and talk most of the time. But that's okay, because I'm honored to be a part of that. And someday I'll be able to be on the Blatcast again, even though I haven't been invited back, except for this really cheesy greeting for you <laughs> celebrating your 50th Blatcast. Wait a minute. This is just a way for you to get me on without having me on. Christian, I'm angry now. All right. <laughs> Happy anniversary, whatever the hell this is. Congratulations on your 50th. Don't ask me again. Lose my number. <laughs> I think I might have lost his number already. You know, I, I know that uh, Agent Starling was very upset because he didn't I, mention um, you. But I was he, boiled down to the and the whole team. Yeah. Well, which, you know is, how... which is just one more. Yeah. <laughs> and that's me. Season, one more guy. Season one. Of Gilligan's Island, okay. the theme song would say, you know how later it would say the professor and Marianne. Mm-hmm. Well, before that, it was just and the rest. Yep, and the rest was literally just professor and Marianne. Correct. Oh. There were two people that they couldn't fit in there. And the rest. And so it wasn't that hard. So you can pick if it's you would like, like to be the professor. One, yeah, would you like to be the professor or Marianne? Well, this we'll be starting season two next week. Well, Marianne, I'd like to be Marianne. I, yeah, exactly. So here it is. Wow. Oh, let's listen a little bit. I don't think we'll have to pay for it. It's only 30 seconds. I'm not going to sing anymore this podcast. I'm just going to listen. was a mighty sailor and the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. There's more. Uh-oh. They started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. This was rough. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The, the minnow would be lost. The ship's aground on the shore of <laughs> this a lot longer than I remembered. Desert Isle with oh. Gilligan, the skipper too. <laughs> a millionaire and his wife. The movie star. Ah, season two. Here, just listen to that whole song just to not hear it. It's all right. Thanks, it was Leo. worth it. No, no, it was worth it. Please, anytime we get to hear that song. Well, I appreciate Larry calling in yeah. or recording that. He didn't really call in. 
he recorded that uh, from his uh, his home in D.C. And I do miss. We would have Lario here in studio every once in a while, and you know we go to a couple Angel games a year. Thanks to our friend Royal Oaks, who you know can't go to games at twelve thirty in the afternoon. Actually, neither, neither can we anymore. <laughs> we'll we'll no, figure no. out a way to make it happen in the future. But you know, so uh, we we miss having Larry, and I do appreciate that. Larry did one of my favorite bits we ever did on the Blackcast. He did a dramatic reading of hate mail oh, God, that I got, sick. and I actually really enjoyed that. And you know, I don't even remember who the hate mail was from. It, it's someone who I guess isn't on the message board anymore, so it's so hard to remember. They're not? Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know what happened. Mm, I, have, I have no idea what happened. Anyway, uh, we had. That celebrity guest, but uh, you know, we're going to have a bigger one here. I was really surprised to find out that this next person called in. Uh, this is number six. Why don't you go ahead and play that, Liev? Hey there, Christopher Bland. It's me. It's Bill Cosby. I'm just <laughs> calling in to tell you how much I love the black cast. You know, you see, every day you guys release a new black cast. I'm just so excited to listen to it. It's like this fucking J E L L O B L A D T. My wife Camille. Also <laughs> likes the black cast out. So I just wanted to call and let you know how much I love the black cast. Okay, so you see Rudy, Theo, <laughs> Bill Cosby. You're... <laughs> There, was, there wasn't even one pudding pop. He's in so old. He's re- oh, Man, yeah, no. he's rambling. He's, he's, he's crotch- talking about. He's crotchety old Cosby now. Yeah. Although I will say that was the absolute best Cosby that I have heard in a long time. I mean, he's been he's been out of it for a little bit. It has it's been a little shaky, but that yeah. no was solid Cosby. Look, Bill's, uh, Bill's solid own Cosby, Cosby. Bill's own Cosby has gotten better. It's yeah. just a lot better. Wow. You know, it's I really appreciate him solid. calling in like that. You. You'd think it would inspire me to actually watch an episode of his sitcom, The Cosby Show, that everyone loved that I've still never seen. And my friend Bill, not Cosby, uh, my friend Bill, just he's convinced I'm lying about that. Why would I? What was I trying to impress someone that I've never watched it? Yeah, no, no, no. That's not one of those and, things. And, and, and like, look, you know, is, is it a racial thing? You know, maybe a little. But hey, <laughs> look, I've, I've seen a lot of Jeffersons. Love me some what's happening. There you go. Not what's happening now, but I saw a lot of those too. What's happening now? Whew. Not much. That's the answer to that question. <laughs> um, and, you know, we have some other voicemails that we'll play a little bit later in the Black Cast. But one more as we close out this introductory segment here on the Black Cast came from really the man without whom there'd be no Black Cast. And no, it's not me. Although there also would be no Black Cast without me. But I have the platform. I have a job. We all have a job. Thanks to one man who was kind enough to record, I'm sure, what is a very heartfelt and touching message, Mr. Dennis Miller. Uh, hey, guys. Um, you know, on, on radio, I play a guy who hates you, but in real life, I hate you a little less. Um, <laughs> congratulations on your 80 hours. And this means I'm only 174 hours away from being able to listen as we made a pact. Christian and I, that I would avoid the first 254 hours of the show because they get intimidated, the little scamps, when they're playing with their Lincoln Logs. So uh, congratulations. You know, I've, I've said Christian's the most agile mind I've encountered in an improv situation. Liev uh, might as well be the cement bucket they put on Billy Bathgate's feet. And I don't even know the two other guys. But Mazel Tov! <laughs> And the rest! And then the rest! Well, here it was both of us. Yeah, so now we're... 
We're both the whole team. Because yeah, when he was both. here in the studio, he Did said Christian Liev, Coltrane, and then that was it. You're in that booth. But I, I saw him. I know. You saw him. He said, good morning. You've, I said, good you, morning. You've met him. You've said hello. You've, I've done you, you stand-up comedy. I was just going to say, you opened for I, him that's, yeah. at San Manuel, <clears throat> it, which, you know, it's amazing, really, that uh, he doesn't remember me. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. Every day, I think that there's uh, – you guys ever see the movie with Dana Carvey, Clean Slate? Yes. No. He gets up – oh, it's a great movie. Well, you should see it. It's uh, it's our fr- friend of show, the Dennis Miller show. He's never been on the podcast, and I like him so much I would never ask. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, I'll ask one day. But Carvey, I would never ask. I like him too much. Uh, anyway, so Carvey, he has this condition, which I guess is based on kind of a real condition. He wakes up every day, and he kind of forgets – like, he doesn't forget English, you know, he doesn't forget how to go to the bathroom, but he forgets all the details of his life. So every day there's, like, a tape recorder next to his bed, and it says, you know, press play, and it kind of brings him up to speed, and then it's like, you have to leave this for yourself tomorrow. So anyway, Dennis wakes up, it's like a clean slate, and I assume that there's, like, maybe a little post-it that just says... Siamese a torn kitten? Yeah. The, oh. the cat shouter. <laughs> yeah. Get off that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the guy on the other end is named Christian. Yep. And Liev <laughs> equals dum-dum. Yep. I believe that's all it says. And, you know, that's great. Well, we appreciate that for uh, Dennis. And that means a lot. I've uh, been a Dennis Miller fan for about two weeks now. So you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it really means a lot that we called in. Uh, anyway, we are going to uh, take a little break. That that That's not the end of the festivities, but we've really been top-heavy on the celebrating. What we need to get back to is what made the Black Cast great over the last 49 installments. No, not Tebow time. Something that actually made it great, not just Coltrane's Corner, also Nerd Talk. But we're going to go over to Coltrane's Corner right after this. Yeah. Sing it, Hammer. <laughs> Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Can't touch this. Now, I had to play that because just earlier today, and I didn't, oh, I know why. We were talking about how the car that I'm driving now has a tape deck in it, <laughs> and I haven't actually used the tape deck yet. But it reminded me of, you know, my, well, my first and second cars both had tape decks. And a lot of that time, whenever I put a tape in, Depended on if I had passengers or not. If I did, I'd probably just be like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I put this tape in. <laughs> just like Hammer. Glad I put this tape in. And that's how we kick off Coltrane's Corner. I was going to say this is Coltrane's Corner number 50, except there's there's an installment where we didn't do all the regular segments. Maybe right. even two. So anyway, but this, this, is the, this is the uh, 50th <clears throat> celebratory. We're celebrating. 50th. We're celebrating the fiftieth show. That's right. So we're all. It's a, it's we all, all listen. We're Voltron here. We all come together to form the show. No, you know, you don't need the individual. It's the whole show, except Tebow. And we lead off with a very important question. Yes. For you, Coltrane, and all of our listeners. Yes. Are Brazilian butt lifts the new boob job? It's. Uh, it appears that way. Uh, let's see. So the number of Brazilian butt lifts being performed in the U.S. has grown by an astounding. 
58% over the last year. The American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery, which released a portion of this annual findings today, has discovered that the augmentate augmenting procedure has become so popular that 11% more surgeons are, have now begun offering it as a service. Whew. And it's basically, it seems to be more of the Kim Kardashian slash J-Lo effect, although I, I'm actually going to say probably even a little more just Kardashian because, you know, J-Lo's had like the great ass that's been known for a yeah, while. This is, Kardashian's this is definitely a little, a little newer in that. But uh, so this is one of those things that I... You, you always sort of, like, think about, all right, they can make great boobs, so they should be able to make a great ass and kind of, like, work it all out. But I just I, – I didn't realize that this was as as big a, a thing as it apparently is. So I'm saying amen to that because, uh, personally, uh, I am a fan of curves. Uh, I, I like the women amen. who've got the nice shape there. And, uh, you know, I, I think Kim Kardashian is a train wreck in and of herself, but I think that physically – there are times when she is smoking. She just like it's has not, like the. It's the not nice. constant, right? Not, no, 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 not no, no, no. Close. It's, she it's has absolutely her moments, not. Though. Yeah, because there concede to that. There are times when she just falls off the cliff, and there's other times when like you know she's doing well. But there are times when she is just like she's right in like the right in line. Everything, everything's perfect. She's got the nice big boobs. Got the nice ass. Every like she's working out. It's she's got a good like. There's that moment. She's got it working. So I'm I'm so, a fan of this whole thing, and amen. You know, Kim Kardashian has not always brought us everything good, but this, this I will say thank you, Kim. So you said before that you like curves. Yes. Would you go so far as to say that you like big butts and you cannot lie? Those other brothers can't deny? That when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Ugh. See what I did there? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I appreciated yes. that. Yes, absolutely. So abs- I am I am a huge fan, hey. and uh, way to go. Way to go, Kim. I mean, listen, way to go, J-Lo, because that was, that was definitely like bringing it out there and just like, bam. But I would say trendsetter, J-Lo, yeah. on the gigantic ass. Oh, yeah. The but acceptance like, of the gigantic ass. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously they've been out there. Exactly. You know? But she like – and she had – see, she – she changed the definition from just being a big ass to it's like you say like a woman's got a big ass and it's like there's either she's got a big ass or it's like, yeah, she's got a big ass. Yeah, yeah. So right. it's like she – because she's got like the big ass that's like curvy and it's like shaped right. So it's perfect. So amen. Amen to, to that. both of them. Now tell me about uh, this new app that promises to make the dating world, quote unquote, less awkward. With a profile feature that displays which STDs you've been tested for. You know, I this is funny because this is one of those things that, uh, like the ankle socks, which I still say that uh, was totally my idea and it was totally stolen from me from the industry, right. even though I never actually did anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it was but still, still your my, idea. Yeah. I actually, uh, many years ago, decided that it would be a great idea to start a dating service for people with STDs. Because that way, if you go into something and you know someone has an STD, then you don't have to have the awkward moment of, hey, uh, I've got something, but I think you're really pretty. Yeah. So you just kind of would know. This app is actually like a, a basic, I don't know, it's a spinoff of that. It's the, it's the kind of the same idea. It's called Hula. I, I believe H-U-L-A. Oh, okay. I thought it was the way that on um, The Sopranos, Joey Pants used to say, Hooer. No. Hua. Hua. No, it's uh, called Hula. Hula. And uh, it, not, it not only helps you find local test centers, but it also has a healthcare provider send your results directly to the app so you can share them with others on the network. So if you have, let's say, herpes, 
Like, yes, will, let's say, Liev. Let's just say. I mean, yeah, yeah. I wasn't exactly looking over there, yeah. but you saw I was looking uh, in that direction. You know, somewhere over there. But yeah. so it, it lets you know that, that that person has it. So if you have it too and, like, you see a hot chick and you're like, ah, she's really hot and I'd like to date her. But, oh, she she has it too. Yeah. Now you guys can connect and you don't have to worry about that awkwardness. Yeah. it's No, it's like having shared interests. You know, if you have a profile <laughs> and you both watch Scandal, well, you can watch yeah. Scandal together. It's like, oh, you know, we, we both have chlamydia. Well, Ex- all right. Yeah, no big deal. You know, hey. what's a little drippy dick between friends, <laughs> you know? All right. Well, oh, I like so, that one. Yeah, so, this, so it's, it, I mean, like, obviously there's the, there. I feel like it's one of those things that, although it is a great idea and people should go with it, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who would still be nervous. Like, they'd be like, eh, I don't really want to share it. And I, I do have to say that it, the app, like, you can prevent other people from seeing what you have. So it's you not, can, you yes, said. Okay, you, I wasn't sure if you said that. can or cannot. All right. Yeah. If you'd rather keep the information private, you can opt out of sharing results publicly on your profile. So, <laughs> I, you know, which It'd be is- great if it's like, it, it, it's like a cross-pollination <laughs> kind of app. So, like, all of a sudden, your Facebook, just, like, right across, you know, the way they stamp, like, a most wanted criminal, it just, you know, it, it, it just says gonorrhea. Right, you know? exactly. Or, like, on your Twitter profile, like, 140 characters, just like, yeah. I have chlamydia, yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm looking at Leah's <laughs> Facebook page, and it it does say gonorrhea. So. Now he must have signed up for Hula. Yeah, he must. Have, well, good for him. So it is. It's so again, good idea. I don't think that it good idea in theory. I don't necessarily think that everyone will will use it as Probably well as they not. should. But they, I agree. But I think it's a good idea. And if you had an STD that was, and it was one of those that you're not going to ever get rid of. Yeah. This is then, but not you know. Yeah, some, you know so, some gifts are forever. Exactly. You know? <laughs> the gifts that keep on giving. Yeah. Yeah, so it is a, it is actually a good idea, and I think it is kind of clever. So whoever came up with it, good on you. I don't know how much money you can actually make with it because, again, I feel like there's a limited amount of people who are going to be that open. But, hey, good for them. You know, good for them. Now, I want you to tell me about this woman, Blondie Bennett. First of all, this story is a little bit disturbing only in the way that her age is listed as 38. Yeah. She can't possibly be 38. I know I don't look like I used to, but I'm 38. And let's explain who this woman is. She's had hypnotherapy to make her, quote unquote, brainless like Barbie after spending $40,000 on breast enhancements. First of all, I find that to be an outrage. Barbie has been an astronaut. Yes. She has a beach house. Yes. Corvette. She has a Corvette. All right, so, you know, maybe she's not that smart, but, you know, it's really hard to get into space, you know? <laughs> I mean, they used to send chimps into space, but those were those were the smart chimps. It's true. Those were the ones that were going to take over in Planet of the Apes, a little callback for Rafe Gutman. See? So we sent yeah. those into space, so it, it, you know, kind of delayed the rise of the Planet of the Apes. But anyway, so you talk a little bit about Blondie Bennett. I will not refer to her as 38. I, there's yeah, no but way. He, but see, Just Google this lady. No, but as you were saying this, it sort of made sense because the whole thing is that, like you said, she's trying to have hypnotherapy to make herself brainless. So maybe it's not that she's ju- that she's claiming it because she believes it. Maybe she just forgot how old she is and yeah. someone just said, oh, you're 38. So she's going with it. There's pictures down on the article, of course, at dailymail.co.uk. Damn right. Where she's 18. You know, she might be a little bit older than 18 there, but it's like, oh, she's she's much younger. So before she had all the Barbie work done. Right. But she'd started having some Barbie work done. Yep. Yeah. So, it listen, for me, first of all, taking out her age and taking out the fact that, okay, she did have some work done that 
eh, I don't know. Like maybe her face isn't where, where it should be at. The overall idea of this woman is perfect because she she is quoted as saying, I want people to see me as a plastic sex doll right. and being brainless is a big part of that. People can criticize me, but this is who I am. I want my transformation to be from head to toe, inside and out. So there is an element of this that I just find amazing. She just doesn't want to have any responsibility for anything. She like There was even a part in the story where she says that she went to go pick her mother up at the airport and got lost for three hours. Mm. This woman is amazing. The fact that this like all she wants to do is look hot, have, be treated like a sex doll, and be brainless, and just have someone take care of her because I guess she's one of those people who you know takes pictures online and you know people pay her and stuff. Good you know good for her, but it's like I there's just such an honesty there where it's like you know what the world's a difficult place. I don't want to live in a difficult place. I want everything to be sunshine and roses. Sure. And so if I can just find a guy who's going to take care of me and I can just be like a brainless sex doll and that's all he wants, then that's what she's going to go for. I think this woman is perfect. I think, uh, again, like, yeah, she's she her specific not. But the idea behind this woman is perfect. Uh, if there was a younger, slightly hotter clone of her, I would be all for it. Uh, she would, in fact, be my next ex-wife. Uh, so I just thought I thought this story was just amazing because it's like I said, it's the honesty behind it of I don't want any responsibility in my life. I just want to have fun. Yeah. I don't want to have to think about anything. And I've you you know, you like, you know, people who are ditzy and, you know, people who are ditzy. And it's like it's not their fault that they're ditzy. They no. just they're just sort of dumb. I mean, I listen, I've dated a girl who was ditzy. She was very smart, like book smart, but she was just ditzy in person. I think we probably, a lot of us have met people like that. And it's like, just, yeah. That's the way it is. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's fine and you don't hold it against them, but someone who just doesn't want to, doesn't want to have to think. And instead of like trying to fake it, yeah. she's just going all in. She is literally getting hypnotherapy to become brainless. She wants to be ditzy. I just, I love that. I think that she's amazing and more power to her. I'm sure there's going to be people who are going to like be like, well, there's going to be feminists out there who are not going to be happy with this decision by her, which is ironic because she is making an, an informed decision for herself. Yes. She is choosing to be the master of her domain and it's just working out for any man that she chooses to date because that's amazing. Well, there you go. And I think that will help us dovetail into our next story, which is if you, you know, the younger hotter version clone of her right if you were able to go on a date with a woman who's been hypnotherapied it's not a word but it's all right who's had hypnotherapy to believe she's barbie would you pay for the first date and would she be happy talk a little bit about this study it's so staggering it says but i'm not staggered by this study by the way <laughs> so i i uh it, it's one of those things where on the first date I think I think the number was eighty four percent of men tend to pay for the first date, and yes. and it's which is fine, but it's like, and you know, women like that. But it, there's a part of it where they want they like men men are okay paying for the first date, but if, but they would like it sometimes if a woman would contribute or at least offer to contribute. And I think that I find this to be sort of it makes sense to me because. You know, like if if I take a woman out on a date, I want you know it's like I'm I'm fine paying, and it's you know the second date, I you know we're getting there like all right, at a certain at by the third date she should at least offer to pay. I'm not saying right. she has to. No, no, no. But she's got to at least and offer. And I it, think most girls know that the offer is usually not going to be 
you know, accepted. But there's there's an idea of, oh, you paid last time. Let me get this. Exactly. And I would just I would also like to point out, I, you know, you don't actually want her. To, you just want her to say it. If you I, like the girl. And I want to, yeah, and I yeah. want it to be a genuine thing where yeah. it's not just like she looks at you like, oh, do you want me to contribute? Like, or it's just, don't say, you didn't want me to pay, did you? Right. Just yeah. just, just throwing like the throwing the effort. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. Just throwing the, oh, here, I got this. And then I can be like, no, no, it's fine. Especially, though, like you said, if it's someone that you're actually interested in and if it's if you're like, you know, if if it's not a sexless like sort of a thing cuz i mean like all right first date i'm not saying you got to have sex second date not saying you have to have sex by the third date if you're not having sex then there's not going to be a fourth date with coltrane damn right okay and especially if you're not offering to pay at any point cuz yeah. i mean you know by the third date if we haven't had sex and you're not even like throwing out the offer yeah. totally done I'm, all right but I'm what about done. this yes. all right so the third date you haven't had sex but she offers to pay for you to have sex with someone else Oh, then, she, then she's a keeper. All right. See, that's what I thought. I just wanted to see where oh, you yeah. write in on that. Oh, yeah. That one, totally fine. And I mean, and just uh, for the clarification, it doesn't, like when I say sex, it doesn't actually have to be just, you know, traditional We're sex. talking about could, hooking up. Yeah. Yeah, could, yeah, yeah. Could be a Lewinsky. That's right. I'll, I'll go there. Could you be a Lewinsky. have a Lewinsky. Yeah. Sure. So I'm just saying, like, there's got to be something. There's got to be something. I'll, you know what? I'll even, I'll even go out on a limb here a little bit and say you can even go, go like, little handy. Sure. Hand, give someone a hand. That's all. No just give deal. someone a hand. That's all. I'm just saying there's got to be something there to like actually progress this. Because if, if you're at that point, it's like, eh, ladies, if you don't, if you're not like doing that, then yeah, you're just, uh, you're destined for the door. You're out. Hey, this is what the ladies tune in for. Because Coltrane, he shoots straight from the hip. That's what I he do. He lets you know. He doesn't just let you know when Backdoor Teen Mom 2 is available, which it's already available. It is available. I still have not seen it's it yet, right. but I'm- We'll I'm... get you to it. We'll, we'll see if we can get you to uh, a comp. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's a copy of Drop and Load somewhere around here, but I don't think we're going to get that for you. But uh, somewhere in this building, I've seen a copy of that. Anyway, oh, finally, yes. we'll talk about uh, one more story from DailyMail.co.uk. I really wish it was just DailyMail.com. We get it. You're you're in the UK, but it, it's complicated. It's Finally, true. liberal men are less masculine. All right. Well, I'm interested in this. True. How millionaire women prefer conservative partners who quote unquote wear the pants in a relationship. That kind of ties into that last one about you want somebody who pays. Yep. So you're finding that millionaire women, and honestly, if you can find a millionaire woman, a lot of other things go out the window. The yeah, woman's true. a millionaire. It's true. Coltrane, uh, the standards, the, the list of important bullet points is is pretty much just can't be a Yankee fan, and then the rest of it pretty much you know, yeah yeah well you know un- under a deuce let's let's be realistic you know well, right, not- how, how many millions are we talking? Mm, yeah that's true yeah, that's a good point saying, no yeah. no no you're right you know what's important better than I do yeah, damn uh, right so talk a little bit about this so basically when it comes to dating and romance most people prefer to be with a partner who shares the same political views but when money's involved the pref- that preference seems to go out the window. of Democrat female millionaires and 82% of female millionaires overall said they would prefer to to date a conservative man. And this is because they, for the most part, they want a man who believes in traditional family uh, and traditional family values. And the other reason is ambition. Most, according to this study by, uh, which was done by uh, millionairematch.com, um, didn't even realize that was a service. I didn't either until because <laughs> I'm a billionaire. You see, and I don't need to worry about these things. <laughs> worry about these millionaires. But so it, 
<laughs> so essentially what they're what the study found is that in the eyes of, of most millionaire women, Democrat men tend to be less masculine. They don't they lack ambition. And so what these women are telling you is that they actually want the strong man. They all it's it's the same kind of argument that you hear a lot, but this is one of those things that demonstrates it actually with with facts to back it up. Women say they want like a certain thing out of man out of men. They they say it all the time. But when it actually comes down to it, you see the guys that they actually date, see the guys that they actually look for, they want the guy who's gonna take charge. They want the guy who's like, I'm the head of this household, period. It's like what I say mostly goes. Like you know, it's not it's it's not a dictator dictatorship it's like you've got to you do have like some back and forth like it's a family it's a unit that they're going for but you want someone these women are saying they want an ambitious guy tends to not be liberal and they want a guy who's just going to take charge like most women don't want to just be like oh yeah i'm going to make every decision for everything and they're right. just they don't want a female version of them or, or male version of them excuse me they want like a man they want a traditional guy and it makes perfect sense because, again, if you use – you don't need, this doesn't need to just apply to millionaires. If you just compare it out to, like, regular life, again, most of them will be like, oh, no, I want this sweet, nice guy and everything. But that's not who they – that's never who they go out with. They always it's go true. out with the guy who's going to leave them hanging. They always yep. go out with the guy who's going to, like, you know, absolutely have sex with them and then, like, leave in the morning before they wake up. They, they want, like, the – they want something different than what they say. And so in this situation, when you're coming when – when a woman is looking for a guy with, uh, that, like, for stability and family and, you know, if you're going to have money and this comes into play, they want that take-charge guy who's going to have the ambition, who's going to, like, lead the way, and they – it's, it's sort of it actually even ties a little bit back to the Barbie story. So it's sure. like a little bit less of what they have to like be in charge of it. Like they can sort of just yeah be kind of there, like the wing. They can be like they're they're like your wingman. They're like they're there with you, right? But you're right taking there. charge. Well, the uh, pull quote from the article says: simply put, conservative men are real men. They wear the pants and treat you like a lady. That's the important part. You got to treat them like a lady. Now, the thing you said about earlier, where what they want is, you know, the guy that's maybe not going to call them, the guy that's, you know, going to sleep with them, not be there in the morning. Sounds to me, they want Coltrane. <laughs> you and see what I'm saying? that's why we're right here in Coltrane's Corner. You see what I'm saying? I'm just saying, ladies, that's what you'll get. That's and what you're getting on this side. If you want any more of that advice, you can follow at Coltrane Leaks. Still no information yet, but once we get some more followers, maybe we'll dole out some information. But for now... Hashtag culture not on Twitter. We are going to move out of the corner and into the nerd universe momentarily. We will be right back after this. Oh, that's right. Oh. Come on. Should have sung this at karaoke. Next time. I have sung this at karaoke. I bet you have. And to make it a two-man... Me and my buddy decided that if we became male strippers... This would be your this song. This would be the song. That'd be great. Are you kidding me? You come out on the stage. I mean, at the part where you're a male stripper, but, you know, from a showmanship And doing the guns, doing the, like... It's hard to do it on the microphone, yeah, but you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But we know the guns. Yeah. I saw the guns. Yeah. That, that's good enough. So, yeah... I was made for loving you, Blackcasters, and Agent Starling was made for loving you as well. Yeah. 
I just realized I really that the do. lyrics weren't going to work the way I wanted them to. And, of course, we had to kick off the segment with the hottest band in the world, yeah. Kiss, who have been making news on their own. We knew they were in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was great. Yep. Much appreciated. Finally got in there. But not going to be performing at the concert. No. So there's a lot that goes into this. Some people are very upset. I am not particularly upset because as I tweeted the day of that revelation, who cares who plays at a concert honoring a building in Cleveland? Hey. You know, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. I've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. There's sort of this creepy room at the end, like way upstairs. It has like in this weird glass case, the glasses that John Lennon was wearing when he was shot. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's interesting. But, you know, it, what what does it really mean in the end of it? I mean, it's a Hall of Fame that didn't have Kiss in it but had Madonna. Yeah. What? It, it had Grandmaster Flash and Run DMC who – had exactly one rock song. And there, it was a great song. It was Aerosmith. this era where they were like, I don't know what, what they were doing. Do. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that Madonna doesn't belong in a Hall of Fame. I'll say it. Not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's could, what I mean. She could be in a in a pop Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. much as I don't like her, sure. you know, her accomplishments, and of course, Dick Tracy, oh, nonwithstanding. The best. Yeah, absolutely. So... But it's crazy that they weren't in there. It's crazy the bands that still aren't in there. Deep Purple, to name one. And one of the biggest issues with KISS being inducted is they only wanted to induct the original four members. Well, if they try, if they ever do induct Deep Purple, there's, I don't know, 30 different guys that were part of Deep Purple. So you're going to have to pick and choose. And, you know, people in general, there's there's KISS fans who really don't like Gene and Paul because they tour with two other guys in the makeup that aren't Ace and Peter. Right. But, you know, it's look, as somebody who has seen Ace really perform in the past five years, I was really close. Second row in the Nokia Theater here in L.A. He was opening for Alice Cooper. Trust me, you're not missing anything by not seeing Ace. That's five years ago. You think he's gotten better in the last five years? I understand he's probably stopped drinking, although one of his houses burned down, as we talked about here on and the Blackcast. Didn't he, lo- he also lost another house because oh. he couldn't make payments? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so the last five years haven't gone well for him. Right. And there's all this thing of, like, oh, they should do it for the fans. But you know what? I like to think they are doing it for the fans. Yeah, they're not. Gene and Paul right, are doing exactly. it for the fans by not doing it. Right, exactly. They're like, you know what? That's what you want to see. Let's not have it. Yeah. You know, here, everybody who's clamoring for that, how about you get Ace and Peter, put them in makeup. You get two guys to replace Gene and Paul. Have that version of the band. See okay. what you guys think. Yeah. Those are the guys you really want because you love them so much. Two members of Mini Kiss can do Gene and Paul. That, that would be fantastic. It would be great. And just, you know, if that's what you want, that's what everybody gets. Everybody wins. You know, right. come on. But- I think that uh, there's one point that, uh, you know, Paul Stanley has a lot to say on these things. He does. And he doesn't like the fact that, well, he doesn't like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a whole, and I'm with him on that. I mean, what took so long, you know? I believe they were first eligible in, like, 2000, I heard. Okay. And if they had inducted them at that time, the four original members of KISS were together, Dude. performing together. Wow. You, you just would have avoided all this. Why? Why was there a waiting period? There's maybe? like 15 years after your first album or something. you you know, I, I, there's there is a criteria. I don't quite know what it is. Oh, okay. But anyway, that's that's kind of beside the point. But you know, so they waited this long, and look, they didn't. There's a lot of people that didn't want them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 
for whatever reason, they wanted Madonna, but they didn't want them. And look, I love Hall and Oates. You can argue whether or not Hall and Oates belong in a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They might not belong before Kiss, but you know what they're getting into. I'm very happy for them. But uh, you know, there's only two guys, so you don't really have to fight. It's like, well, yeah. Hall's getting in, but Oates isn't. Right. You know, which would be terrible because Oates is a friend of the show. I've talked to Oates when I've guest hosted. I love Daryl Hall. I love John Oates. So good for those guys. Yeah. But problem with Kiss is that there's like ten guys, and then they decided that four of them would get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they just you know happen to be four guys who don't really get along. You know, right. Basically, two of them get along with each other, and two of them get along with with each other as well. Yeah. So that's the way it goes. But they kind of pick and choose, and I think that there's some members of the band that ought to be in too, like Eric Carr, who drummed for them for a long time. Yeah. He was a great drummer. The second concert I ever went to, Eric Carr was on the stage. One of the only drum solos I've actually paid attention to in concert. Okay. And uh, Bruce Kulick, who played for Kiss for a long time. You know, look. Those guys were all in the Tears Are Falling video, which oh, yeah. Blackcast listeners know how much we appreciate that video. So I don't know. You know, I think it's kind of a big deal's being made about it. I but- think it's just it's outrageous that Vinnie Vincent isn't being I mean, he was the Ankh Warrior. He, I know he actually had makeup character. Yeah. There's there's only six guys that had makeup characters. Why and not he let him was in? one of them. Yeah, I mean he didn't do he didn't really wasn't part of the band for a long time. I but don't care. No, it doesn't matter. I'm saying. It's like why why can't you let all the guys in? You know? Right. I mean it's like Is there only so much space on the plaque? Yeah. It's like right, we can't exactly. just can't print those names. And I mean for God's sakes, Eric Singer's been in the band for like more than fifteen years. I don't right. know exactly how long it is, but there was the point, you know, where he was replaced by Peter Chris, and then he came back. Yeah, and then he put on the Catman makeup. Look, it's crazy. That's that's the whole thing. It's like I don't understand why people care so much, but God, they get so angry. Gene Simmons tweets anything. Yeah, every, every there's all these responses of "You suck. You're not doing it for the fans." You know, and the one thing that I will give Ace and Peter is for they actually talked last week. Well, Ace did. I don't think that they both talked about it. I, I know that Ace did an interview where he talked about. Hey, look, we're not going to perform at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it was for a good reason because tickets were going on sale like that Monday and they were anywhere between $150 and like $600. So he wanted to tell people, like, look, we're not going to play. I just right. want you to know we're not going to be there. Yeah. And that did kind of create a little bit of a shitstorm. And maybe if that hadn't happened, it could have been smoothed over. But really, who actually cares about this? If you like Kiss, and there, look, there's not that many people who care that much. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. a lot of people who care, but I think there's enough who are like, oh, well, whatever. You know, I mean, there's still the two guys who are the best guys in the band yeah. that are still there, yep. you know, yep. at least as presently, you know, if you take those four human beings as presently constituted on Earth, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there's a reason that um, when you replace Ace and Peter – the music doesn't sound any different. Yeah, and right, if you were exactly. to replace either Paul or Gene, you'd be like, "This doesn't sound right." Right, exactly. So, and it's, I don't think that's just because they're they're the singers. Yeah, I feel like there's. I don't mean. I I don't know. No, look, it's a good point, and I'm not going to worry about this. I wasn't going to even watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. I didn't even watch when Alice Cooper was inducted. So if if I didn't watch that one, there's probably none that I'm going to watch. Sometimes I read about them and I'm like, oh, that probably sounds pretty cool. And they have the big all-star jam. So it's probably going to happen. It'll be like when Guns N' Roses got inducted. 
and they kind of just inducted them in the first year of their eligibility because they wanted to try and get them to reunite, uh, you know, just try to get the headlines. Right. And then, you know, good for Axel. He's like, no, 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 we're not yeah. doing it. You yeah. know, it's, so that's fine. You don't want to. You shouldn't have to play people you don't want to. Right. Your band is still out there. Kiss you know? is busy doing concerts all the time. It's true. You know, look, you know, they. you want them to celebrate their induction. They got a you football can, team yeah, coming say, out. You can go see the LA Kiss. Yeah. But there's uh, some other things that, factor into this and uh, on this uh, similar topic i've got a uh, surprise for you young agent starling what something that i i uh, saw coming up and uh i uh, got this for you this is this is free you don't have to worry about this so now what this is is you read it over and he's seeing this for the first time Axis TV, the television channel, has a show called World's Greatest Tribute Bands. Okay. They have free tickets to tapings at the Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood. Oh, sweet. So on April 21st, Mr. Speed is a Kiss cover band. Fantastic. So we're going to be going to that, me and you. Now, when I first signed up for it, they literally had one ticket left. So I just got one for myself and I go, oh, oh wow. I guess Will's not going to get to go. And then I decided to sign up a couple days later for some of the other bands. There's like an Aerosmith cover band that I want to see and a Springsteen cover band that I'm going to go to. And I was like, well, let me see if – and they had they had one more. Somebody, I decide, I guess, decided that they weren't going to go. Yeah. So I was like, great. So we're going. Awesome. So that's going to be awesome. Sweet. Now, as cool as that is, what I only found out about this week, something that will actually happen before that – is uh, on this other sheet of paper that I'm surprising you with. This is kind of crazy. At the aforementioned San Manuel Bingo and Indian Casino, an acoustic evening and stories with Kiss. What? In the same room where you performed, on the same stage where you once performed, sir. Oh, That's going to be on April 3rd. Crazy. And we don't have to do the show the next day. Spoiler alert, listeners, the Dennis Miller Show, because we have to record it, because Dennis is doing his special. So we can be out there in the desert. And then we can just after the after the show's over, we're gonna play the Superman slot machine. Oh, Maybe even the Superman two. You have to do this. I know I didn't, but I was excited. That's awesome. And I don't know anyone I've, else. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know anyone else who would go with me. So <laughs> I had to do it. But especially, you know, especially the one for the uh, for the free cover band. That's kind of like that. That was easy. That was really easy. Sure. I could have told you about that weeks ago. I was waiting, waiting until okay. I could do this in front of the mic. Because you know, if you can't do it on the air, it's not worth doing. That's true. See what I'm saying. Yeah. So you see. We're going to have plenty of Kiss in our life. Sweet. That's the point. I didn't, and that's I, you what know, you I've only do. heard some acoustic stuff, but not no, a ton. No, but, you know, I would say uh, download through legitimate means right. uh, the uh, Kiss Unplugged, which started the whole reunion. That, that's, uh, when, that was the first time that uh, Ace and Peter had played with Gene and Paul in, mm, I think it was 16, 15 years maybe at that wow. point. So that's good. That'll kind of give you a vibe for it. And they're going to tell stories. And look, it's it's going to be uh, Eric and Tommy. But Does it mean that you we know can what? go to that Tommy same Th- Carl's Jr.? We will. That we went to? We're going to go there at least once. It's different yeah. than all the other Carl's Jr. It was great. It was yeah. in Pasadena. So, <sighs> hey. you know. But I feel like Tommy Thayer is going to tell better Ace Freely stories than Ace Freely <laughs> would be able to tell. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited about it. And – one more item on our KISS agenda as we speak about the hottest band in the world. We were fortunate enough, as part of our 50th Black Cat celebration, uh-huh. to get a call from the one and only Gene Simmons, who uh-huh. left this message. It's cut five, Liev. Christian, Gene Simmons here. Congratulations to you and all of your crew at the Blatcast on your 50th episode. In honor of your 50th Blatcast, 
KISSONLINE.com is offering our first ever super sale. 50% off. <coughs> Excuse me. 50% off of 20%. That's 50% <laughs> off of 20%. And that deal applies to almost 30% of our entire stock at KISSONLINE.com. We're calling it our 50 of 20 of almost 30 sale. <laughs> Keep in mind, of course, we have to add 9% sales tax. But still, fantastic bargains are to be had at kissonline.com. I should also add that to absorb a small portion of the financial sting we're feeling from this huge sale, we were forced to increase the shipping and handling fee by a mere 3%. It's not much. But we here at KissOnline.com believe in full disclosure. <laughs> and as an added incentive for every total purchase, that's $100 or more within the Los Angeles area, Peter Chris will personally deliver your order on foot. Trust me, he needs the exercise. He's bigger than his drum set from our Love Gun tour. So happy 50th Bladcast to you, Christian, and all of the guys there. And remember, there's no better place to celebrate than at KissOnline.com. <laughs> Well, thank you, Gene. I really appreciate that. And That's fantastic. How crazy is that that they're doing that sale 30, just for 30 us? Thirty of twenty of fi- plus 50 nine of, or something. Thirty yeah. of twenty. Look, it, it's a great deal to ever find a deal on yeah. KissOnline.com. Is, I, is I feel rare. like where you could yeah. buy a Kiss coffin for a thousand dollars. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's probably now only nine ninety five. So, uh, by the way, the uh, acoustic show at San Manuel is a perfect example. It was announced on Facebook. And then you have all the people like, oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to go. And then the rest are all like, I hate you. You know, you know what you should really do for the fans is play at the Rock and Hall of Fame. So it's like that it, was it's the like kind of an email mix. Yeah, yeah. There's all these Facebook comments about like, oh, great. Everyone's so you know, angry. Yeah. Every, why is everybody going to be so angry? Go. It's like we always talk about on here. Everybody's default is that everything's going to suck. Yeah. But shifting gears entirely, you know what's not going to suck? I've decided because I saw a two-minute trailer. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I think it looked good. Looks fun. I'm excited. It looks like it's got a good sense of humor about itself. Yep. John C. Riley didn't even realize he was in it. No, I you didn't. Pay, I didn't pay attention. But I love Chris Pratt. Yeah, he know? looks like. I mean, obviously he'll be the. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be Star Lord. Comic relief. Yeah. And honestly, Chris Pratt knows more than anything else. Everything is awesome. Right. You know, as he proved in the At, Lego movie, he did. Everything is awesome. What I didn't know is that Star Lord is like from the eighties, stuck. Or something. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why, like, the, in the trailer, it's his Walkman. You know what I mean? It's like oh, old yeah, school. I did like, notice it's something he had a about okay. he's from the. I don't know. The one thing about the trailer that was interesting is that Rocket Raccoon is just listed as Rocket. Right. Like we get it. He's a raccoon. Yeah. You can t- you can use his full name. Raccoon. It's like don't try and pull a fast one. Maybe what? it's one of those things for like the uninitiated in the trailer. They call him yeah. Rocket, and then the team members like, "What's up, Rocket Raccoon?" He's like, "It's not my name." You're like. Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, right. Exactly. Say it. Well, that's true. That's like being Star Lord person. Yeah. You know. So that's true. Maybe he's just. uh... But anyway, I'm looking forward to that one. I still don't quite know how that's all going to come together, but I think it's got the right spirit. And if they treat it a little bit, you know, you want to go maybe a little light, have it be kind of funny, but without getting to the Adam West Batman. Right. If that's the if they hit the right tone, that's probably the same tone we're going to have for Ant Man. Yes. Because it's Edgar Wright, you know. And, and Paul I, Rudd. And Paul Rudd. And Michael Douglas. As old Ant-Man. As old Ant-Man, yeah. yeah. As as old Ant-Man slash Liberace. <laughs> you watch. He'll be Liberace in that movie. He just movie. comes in wearing the whole yeah. getup. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we're starting to get little trickles of news about uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. Little bits. Little bits. So uh, this kid from Transformers 4 
Jack, Jack, Jack Rayner? Who is Rainer. he? I don't know who he is. I don't know. Okay. He's some Irish kid. He did one movie, and then Michael Bay's like, he made an announcement. He's like, I did it again. I discovered the oh, next boy. big thing like I did with Michael Bay or Megan Fox. <laughs> I discovered myself. He, yeah, would actually, I discovered he would definitely say that. He's he like, would. Like he I would. did with Michael Bay. And so he cast this yeah. random kid. Well, well, that'll be all right. And I also see, though, that uh, Adam Driver of HBO's Girls would be the villain in Star Wars Episode Seven. And there's some interesting backstory to that. He uh, trained under the most ruthless Dark Lord of the Sith. That would be, of course, Darth Dunham, who <laughs> has held the galaxy under her oh. icy grip for far too long. I was just thinking about her yesterday. I pat the, a bus drove by with the poster for girls. Sure. And I saw and I was like they all look so pretty in that picture. And I realized I saw a magazine with her yeah. on the cover and she looks all done up and she's like all done she's kind of pretty. Yeah. And I was like isn't this counterintuitive to her whole message? Her whole message should be be proud of what you look like. Like sticking it to the yeah. man. Yeah, be proud it's, of yourself. It's I'm, kind of an updated version of how Janine Garofalo used to always talk about stuff like this, but then right. she like got plastic surgery for movies. Ridiculous. And, you know, I agree. So, anyway, don't, let's not let's, get on. We're not let's going not, down no, that no, path. Let's not no. get on the, the Lena Dunham bandwagon because well, no, it's not the bandwagon. No, it's the anti-bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. The hate train. Uh, but let's talk about a gal... That uh, you should be excited about. Gal Gadot. I was going to say, is that a play on words? It was a good one, I thought. I was really proud of myself. (laughs) Uh, She tweeted a photo of what her bicep. She's working out to be Wonder Woman. Do you think she's going to be jacked? I mean, as Jack. And she's going to be Wonder Woman in in Batman, Space Bar, Superman, right? This is not for Justice League, or so they're not saying yet. Right. Okay. So potentially a small, small role in Batman, Space Bar, Superman. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Hey, it's fine. I mean, she'll be in good shape. But they're not going to make her like a female bodybuilder. No, you know no, I mean? no. We don't want her to be like China from the WWF. We, right. We do not need that level of <laughs> – that's the best way to really sum it up, no, I think. No boobs, just pecs. Uh, another, uh, another big story. Just going rapid fire down the list. Nike says that the uh, Back to the Future power laces are coming next year. They're coming I'll up. believe it when I see it. 2015 because that's the year. In Back to the Future to the Part future. 2. If we don't get a hoverboard, I don't care. I want a hoverboard for Christ's sake. But what could it, how could it work? I don't care. We've had so much time to figure it out. I don't give a shit. We're supposed to have flying cars by now. Yep. And I feel like a hoverboard is easier to figure out than the flying car. Look, we're not getting the flying car. Great. Let's get the hoverboard. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's too tall of an order. I don't think so. GD it. See, you know I what we have that's the only kind of cool thing that we thought we would have had that we do? What's that? It's like touchscreen stuff. That's true. Yeah, you used to see a lot of that, you know, just right. the swipe. But now in the movies, it's, it's just always like, like in dis- front of them. Yeah. It's like a disembodied screen. Right. They, yeah. they could just move it. Yeah. And, I mean, just imagine how many less minutes an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would have if they weren't pretending that there was a screen in front of them that they yeah. could swipe. What would Shep Smith and the Fox News crew do in his little... He would probably sit at a desk <laughs> and there'd be a graphic <laughs> over his shoulder, like the old days. Yep. Like the old I, days. There's something to say about that 80s future, though, that's kind of cool. The 80s future as like, featured in Back to the Future Part 2? That and, like, yeah. RoboCop and, like, yeah. all that. Well, let's talk about RoboCop. I really enjoyed RoboCop. I think the last time we did the Black Cast, I had seen it, you hadn't. Yes. So... You talk a little bit about what you thought about it because I yammered on and on about what I thought. Uh, I liked it. The I wanted two things that weren't there. Two a little little small thing. I want a little more RoboCop. Yeah, I'm with you. Just a little Absolutely. bit more RoboCop. Yep. Bass, busting bad guys. That yeah. Just a montage, you know, five minutes worth of that. Yeah, that 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 actually would have gone a long way. I definitely agree with you. And then I wanted the theme 
to be played when he does cool stuff. Yeah, because we do hear the theme. Yes, twice. We don't hear it when maybe we should have. Exactly. Heard it. We hear it in the opening, and that yeah. was like when they, and it goes boom, Robocop, and it's bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum. It's like, like all right. techno sort of beat. I was like, heck be a, yeah. This is going to be a good ride. Right. All right, Robocop. And then the, the score was so lackluster, and then they brought yeah. the theme back during one of the Samuel L. Jackson segments where he's like doing his Bill O'Reilly thing. And I was like, <laughs> what? This why is the theme playing here? Isn't I was waiting for the yeah. very end when RoboCop, you know, triumphs or whatever, and they play the. Of course, never happened. Never happened. I guess that's it's a huge. spoiler. Nah, that's all right. Yeah. You're you're spoiling but, the music score, and it was a movie that came out like three weeks ago. That's true. Other and than also, that, you yeah. know, I thought it was fun. I don't know if it did well enough that they'll make more, but I would I would sign up for more RoboCop adventures. I would too. I actually never saw either of the uh, theatrical sequels. You didn't? No, I uh, I just got a bad vibe off of them. Three. So this was only the second awful. RoboCop movie I ever saw. Okay. Love the original. I I probably need to go back and watch it. I'm thinking. Of uh, as I've live tweeted Die Hard twice now, I think I'm going to live tweet the original RoboCop oh at some point Call, because I'll I'll, I'll go. You come I, over. You come yeah. to the valley. Yeah. All right, sounds good. It was on, I was watching it on TV while waiting for Nicole to get ready to go see it at the theater. Oh, just, the original. Okay. <laughs> so awesome. I was like, might as well. The uh, the only hitch is that I have the long out of print. Criterion edition, which is a little bit more violent. It's a few seconds here and there. It's a couple minutes, but it's all like a little bit more graphic violence, so it might not be synced up with people watching along at home. But the fact that I have the uh, Criterion edition Robocop, this is the cut that was rated X because it was before they had NC-17. That's right. So that's why they had to... And by today's standards, it's like less than an episode of Game of Thrones. You know what? I think it's less than an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. You know? <laughs> it was nowhere near as violent as, as, as Malcolm and, and his brothers, the antics that they got into. Early Wolf But anyway, I, yeah, so I liked RoboCop. I think it was good. I, people asked what I thought. I'm like, look, if you want it to be as, as smart and that kind of satire as the original, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. If you want the fun of the original, you're probably going to be okay with it. Right. And I thought it was fun. Like, I just like to watch Robo- like you. I like to watch yeah. RoboCop beat up bad guys. Right. And he he got a couple of his signature lines lines in there, yeah. you know. So that's fine. I thought it was now I, by saying smart. I thought it was as smart, just in a different way. Yeah, it was it was a different kind. I agree with you. Which it, is why it was, it's a decent it's a, it's remake a different because world it's we live not in now, right? Because you have the Sam Jackson character, right? Which is different than what you're going for with the I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just a different world, and you know, Detroit. Would be lucky if it was like the new Detroit shown in RoboCop. They would be ecstatic like such a bad city. to have that. Yeah, exactly. Right. To have Omnicorp in the middle, in yeah. the middle of downtown D town. But anyway, so that's a that's a recommendation for a movie that came out like three weeks ago. <laughs> Valentine's but uh, we enjoyed. Yeah, that was a great Valentine's Day. Actually, came out uh, before Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. They were smart. Uh, so some other uh, other big nerd news. ABC, I didn't even know about this. You told me about this. They're going to have an inside look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. It's going to air next month in March. Something tells me it'll probably air in the time slot, the Marvel time slot. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. maybe it'll be after it, you know. It'll, stick it'll around for stick more. Stick around. Stick around for more Marvel. adventures. I know. But, you know, it's not going to be a subpar adventure. Marvel, uh, Marvel's Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. It's true. That'll be That's great. not going to be subpar. No. You know why? I, your, your buddy Cap's going to be That, in. but... So will the rest of the superheroes. Yeah. It's a bunch and, of superheroes and, and together. And that's what you want. Yeah. You want your superheroes in your superhero show. I don't yeah. fault you for that. Nope. You know, if the what if the, the Flash TV show, he was just Barry Allen the whole time? That would be so dumb. Yeah. 
It's like the original 70s Spider-Man TV show where he was Spider-Man for maybe two minutes an right. episode. because they couldn't There's afford it. There's a lot it. of Peter Parker. Yeah. And look, I love Peter Parker, but this is not why I sign up. No. You know? Okay, you watch him banter with at Aunt, least, Aunt May and Mary yeah. Jane. At least All in the Roger great. Corman Fantastic Four, they were the Fantastic they were the fan- Four. They were fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic Those four. costumes were fabulous. They four. were indeed. So, hey, I'm excited about that. And speaking of Captain America, we're just a little bit over... A month. That's crazy. From the release of Captain America. And now that you know about this uh, this KISS show, yeah. on Thursday, April 3rd, yeah. when it hits midnight, <laughs> Captain America is going to be in theaters. Yes. Just saying. It might be crazy, though. Uh, hey. I think our wives might be concerned if we spent that much time together. No. Well, mine might. <laughs> Your wife would be like, <laughs> really? I'd lie to her, tell her I wasn't going to go see Captain Oof, America. I wouldn't do that. I know. You I learned that, that the hard I way. did. I'm, that's why I, if, I, I can't I do it. See, if I were to see Captain America 2 without my wife, I would tell her. I would have and to. I'm only saying that because she listens to the Black Cast and she will now know that I'm at least <laughs> thinking about it. I would tell her. I, and I would see no, it again. I'm hoping that we can get a we can get into another uh, another screening of it like we yeah. did for Cap 1. But, boy, the whole Cap train is really really snowballed since then That's so true. it's a lot harder to get in you know we had no problem getting in to see first class? x-men first class yeah dofp oh please really they're probably i don't even they're know like, uh, hugh jackman's in this one so you guys can just piss off yeah right exactly so we'll we'll have to see but i'm very excited but why are you excited about the theatrical release of captain america what's going to air before it um the first trailer for the new ninja what? turtles that's yes. exciting it's gonna be awesome i'm pretty stoked the designs, everybody was like, you know, it's the same thing with any kind of fans. Half was like, yeah, it's cool. The other half is like, ah, everyone's like, they look so dumb. I hate the way they look. I mean, how many times have they been redesigned? The Ninja Turtles, too many. Like hundreds yeah. of times. Right, like, exactly. They look cool. It's fine. They they always look cool. Yeah. I, I, the one redesign that they did in the very beginning when they were first animated was they decided to, you know, give them different colors so they yeah. could tell them apart. Because, <laughs> you know, it was a black and white comic. It didn't right. really matter right. that they all wore red. You just had to look at what weapon they Yeah, had. you're like, all right, hey, that, you know what, you can't complain about that. That's fine, yeah. you know. But they've really looked, they've looked a lot different, you know. They, they Sometimes they look like Corey Feldman, you know. <laughs> I hope he has a cameo in this one. Maybe he'll be I hope, Casey Jones. Know, I honestly hope Vanilla Ice has a cameo. Oh, I man. feel like he doesn't. But that would be amazing. That'd if be he unbelievable. Did. Everybody would find that to be unbelievable. Uh, but anyway, so that's sort of a detour from the Marvel world. But I saw this yesterday that their Netflix shows are all going to be shot in NYC. Yeah. Thanks to some very generous tax breaks, which is good because this whole world that they're doing, it's this, you know, Daredevil, Hell's Kitchen, all these characters, Power Man and Iron Fist, or I guess he's just Luke Cage yeah. and Iron Fist. But. They, those need to be shot in here. You there. can't shoot them in a back lot because a back lot Canada. looks like – Yeah, a back lot – well, yeah, Canada looks like the rich neighborhoods in Manhattan. Right. And Hell's Kitchen, they, they've given it a new name. But it's called Hell's Kitchen for a reason. Right. It's hot. No, it's just because it's it's not the – you know, it's not the hood. It's, it's slums. Yeah. I mean it's, it's not uh, – it's not pretty, and you need to actually – no other city is as ugly as New York. And I say that with the highest compliments as a, uh, as a New Yorker myself. You need to actually be there to have it look right. I remember when I would watch NYPD Blue 20 mm-hmm. years ago, you were like, oh, this street kind of looks like the city, but it's so bright there. Right. You know, so you just need to film it there. I'm glad that they were able to work out the tax breaks. It's very hard to get these tax breaks these days. That's you why. need them here. 
Yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're getting less and less tax Jeez. breaks. And what's the solution for that? Production's all moving to other places. So, you know, it's been great for the state of Louisiana that California doesn't <laughs> renew the, the, yeah. uh, the tax credits. But anyway, so I'm excited about that. And uh, I think those shows are going to be great. The fact that they're going to be on Netflix is fantastic because you and I, now you're on board with House of Cards. And I'm not yeah, I just finished about season, season two, two a couple days ago. I have not finished season two. I'm five, I've got five more to go. Cause wow. I watch, my wife. I watch it with my wife. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She okay. works late. That's right. I you forgot, know? So I we, can, we have to, but it's good because if I watch them too much, I was talking to friends it's about nice this the other day. Out, yeah, yeah, if you watch like a bunch of them close together, I was thinking about this more in the terms of like if you're somebody who writes for House of Cards and you meet somebody and you talk to them and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I write for House of Cards. You're like, oh, really? Uh, which one? Which one did you write? And then you describe it and they're like, oh, is that the one where this happened? No, 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 that was, that was two before me. Oh, is that the one where this happened? No, it was the one after me. So it's like right. hard to separate them as individuals, individual, right. which is great when you're binge watching them. But I like doling them out just a little bit because yeah. there's the days where we'll watch two or three. And then sometimes we'll get a few days in between. But uh, I, uh, I think it's uh, been great second season. I like the first season. We'll probably talk more in depth about it after I finish, but okay. uh, we'll warn people for spoilers and whatnot. Yeah. By the way, if we say anything about season one, that's on you for not watching it. Yeah, point. I mean, it's been a year. Yeah, I, I feel like there's always this whole thing with people that are like, oh, my God, I'm three seasons behind. Well, you're too many seasons behind. Well, it's like show. me and Sons of Anarchy. Everyone yeah. says I should start watching. I've never seen an episode. Right, and, me either. And somehow nothing has been spoiled for me yet. That's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, it's been on for like you five not, years. Do you not know that many people who really like it? I have a lot of friends who oh, love it. okay. And post on Facebook, Suns was so great, but they don't say anything. See, that's all you – yeah, that's good. You need and to I don't not go- – you know, I don't research stuff no, no, on the no. internet. I try to avoid stuff right. like that. You know, the problem with uh, Sherlock, which is the one show I am watching, kind mm-hmm. of delayed behind people. Well, I, I, I kind of know things that happen because they're – you know, spoiler alerts from like 150 years ago. Right. You know, you're like, oh my God, yeah. well, what's going to oh. happen? Oh my God. What does his name Moriarty mean? I'm like, oh, I kind of know. But they have their <laughs> own spin, so it, it's interesting. Right. And I I don't know. I still like John Luther better than him, but let's not even get into it because people get it's okay. mad when I you're say allowed that. to like John yeah. Luther better. Exactly. So, anyway, uh, so we'll kind of end on some sad news, which was the. Uh, passing Harold Ramis. Yeah. That that was you know. By the way, the the ultimate nerd, Egon. Yeah, exactly. Loved Egon. As Loved a kid. Egon. Egon was great. And uh, you know, I mean, the man himself, uh, Harold Ramis, responsible for so many great movies. And it's uh, you know, it was just completely caught me unawares. I had it's no random, idea yeah. he was even sick, and that's usually how that thing happens. But then you're just like, oh my god, well, that's it. And you know, you feel like that should be the end of the debate as to whether or not there'll be a Ghostbusters. That's what three. I thought. Is that bad that that was the first thought no, on my mind? I it was, said, okay. I, I, thank it, God it was, they won't make it. It was one three. of the first thoughts I had. I, I couldn't help it. I mean, I know. we had Dan Aykroyd on the Dennis Miller show yeah. saying that, like, we're going to do it with or without Bill Murray. And that was three years ago. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we'll have to find out, you know. But I hope it doesn't. That's the point I'm trying to make. I right. think that, you know, with, with, with the man having passed away, they especially shouldn't even be considering it right now. Down the road, if they want to do the new generation Ghostbusters with none of them, I still don't think it's a good idea. Right. But you definitely can't have a couple. You know, you have just Winston. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. That was uh, that, so that was sad to hear because you think about the movies he made. There's so many. So many people have talked about it. Right. I'm just going to focus on Groundhog Day. What yeah. a great idea for a movie that is. Wonderful. So fantastic. It's now, such an original Has it ever been idea. really done like that before? Not like that, Because no. since, a thousand people yeah, have done that you've story. seen variations on that. Yeah. I'd never seen a story like that. It was such an original idea. Right. And how great is Bill Murray in that movie? Fantastic. When, when he's with Punxsutawney Phil, don't drive angry. God, I love that. 
Anyway, so uh, that that was a, a sad memory. But we're going to end our 50th Blackcast celebration extravaganza with a joyous moment, a happy moment, shared with us by friend of the show, friend of the Blackcast, uh, the one and only Mr. Orson Bean, who is going to share with us. He knows so many great dirty jokes. Okay. And they're different levels of dirty. There's some that he can tell on the radio. There's some that, you know, he can tell in front of a crowd. There's one that he told at Andrew Breitbart's uh, memorial, which was <laughs> fantastic. It was probably inappropriate, but that's why it was so great. Right. Because that's, that was Breitbart. That's Orson. Right. It was perfect for that moment. Now, I understand here. This one is particularly dirty. So if you are offended by certain words, and I'm not going to lie. I know what word he uses. I don't quite know how it gets in here. It's a word we've never used on the black cast before. Uh, and yeah, it's that really? one. Yeah, he uses that word. So if you think you might be offended, why don't we just say goodbye right now <laughs> and you don't listen to the last like minute or minute and a half. You know, we have we, we had so much fun. We don't want to end on a down note. But for those of you who aren't offended easily, I give you Mr. Orson Bean. Congratulations, Christian, on 50 Bladcasts. Now, I want to tell you a joke that I can't tell anywhere, but <laughs> apparently I can tell it on the Bladcast. Awesome. A guy goes to a hooker. He says, what can I get for a quarter? She says, for a quarter, you can stick your big toe in. He says, all right. <laughs> a week later, the toe is purple and throbbing. He goes to a doctor. The doctor says, my good man, you're suffering from a case of syphilis of the big toe. He says, that must be the most unusual disease you've ever come across, doctor. He said, I would have said so until this very morning when I had occasion to treat a case of athlete's cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, thank you, Orson. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll leave that as the only time we let that word be said because then it'll mean so much we, more. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you, everybody. Thanks for uh, celebrating. Thanks for everybody who called in and recorded little pieces. I'm not going to sing again, even though every fiber in my being wants me to do it again. But you already heard it. And we can't repeat ourselves. Until next week on The Black Cast, when we do exactly the same thing. We'll see you then. <laughs>